sitting in the studio just trying to get to you, baby. It is Wednesday, February 9th, and we have finally reached Super Bowl week. Pear Brothen, Dylan Thomas, Ethan Hydorn, no Peppy today. How are we doing, guys? It's Super Bowl week. Super. What do you mean? Yeah, we're Bowl. doing great. Pear, weren't you the one that said that I, uh, you know, I did a double take here at the beginning because aren't you the one that said that I'm going to get sued for saying Super Bowl? Yes. Roger Goodell is coming for everything you own. <laughs> well, we'll... Uh... We'll have to just hope that, uh, you know, this podcast doesn't get any more popular than it already isn't, so that that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we'll be all right. Uh, let's uh, let's get right into it, Dylan. Um, you know, the Super Bowl being pushed back, your day in history, probably going to have a hard time fi- uh, finding a Super Bowl that was played on this date, but what do you got? Yeah, we did not have any Super Bowls played on this day. There were a, a couple of all-star games uh, and a couple of – uh, Pro Bowls, but those, as usual, are not worth talking about or watching in most cases. Um, so the day in sports history, being that it's February, uh, Satchel Page on this day became the first Negro League player elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. So a family-friendly sports history fact today, but we're going to flip things to a very unfamily-friendly topic next. Isn't that right, Nick? Let's get into it, Dylan. Uh, let's stick with you. It's a very, very special week. Uh, some would say a super week. So, Dylan, give us the super browser scene of the week. Yeah, the reason that this one is super is because you don't just get one. There's a part one and a part two. So, I mean, you've got, I don't know, uh, 120 minutes worth of viewing pleasure here if you if you feel so inclined and uh, I would venture to say bored if you spend that much time watching but hey, that's like six months for you <laughs> it's like a six months of sex two minutes every time it was a joke that uh, went way over my head uh, also as well I think Dylan was the only one that even knew what I was trying to attempt on that one I thought it was an old joke like kind of a dog years reference where I just aged faster than anyone else. <laughs> nope, it was a you finish fast uh, reference, and it was a poor one at that. Dylan, continue. Everybody knows if a joke needs explained afterwards, it's really solid. That's, that's, <laughs> those are the ones that hit hardest. Um, this one's called Camping, Pranking, and Banging. So, again, part one and part two. Big fan of this one because there's an extensive cast. Uh, whoever goes camping by themselves, nobody does. There's a group of people. So we've got the likes of Lala Ivy, Kylie Rocket, Van Wilde, and more. Uh, the chase is on. Van Wilde is initially able to elude Kylie Rocket and Lala Ivy, but when Kylie and Lala locate Van's property line, they knock over his no trespassing sign and continue their search. Uh, they did find his trailer and they found something else in there. Uh, I'll let you tune in to discover any more detail, but let me tell you that they were not uh, making marshmallows. Uh, perhaps a different, uh, something different might have been created <laughs> that night. Now, uh, we, uh, we just want to make sure all the viewers at home know that Dylan actually tests out every one of these scenes before he brings it onto the show. So uh, Dylan knows uh, what's good and what's bad. So Dylan, we appreciate that for our final scene of the week yeah. for this year. Hey, I, I really appreciate you giving me your membership. I know you've held one for, what is it, 10 years now? So we get that decade <laughs> discount. Yeah, the decade <laughs> discount. Let's go. It started, uh, started before I was 18. It, uh, it doesn't even matter now. Uh, well, that's and, why and bills another. to junior's credit card <laughs> well junior's my dad so you would be correct it does bill to his credit card uh, junior would never pay for it 
fucking in the Hamity household, it's like um, it's like how we share our Netflix password to uh, get past the system. <laughs> They're like, all right, Nick's like this year I'll sponsor the Brazzers account and you sponsor the Pornhub account. <laughs> Why would you need both, dude? Hey, come on, and then pretty right. sure porn, pretty yeah. sure Pornhub includes the Brazzers. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Like I said, it's not like a, I wouldn't know. Now, uh, Ethan. Uh, I want to get I want to get out of this uh, this subject uh, before people think I'm actually a porn addict. Uh, thanks a lot, Dylan. Uh, Ethan, it was a bad bad week for a few people, uh, a few teams, a few organizations. Uh, it, I mean, clearly it was a bad week for the Washington Commanders, whatever the fuck they're doing right now. But you know, being at the end of the year, who's it a bad year for? Uh, it was a really good year for everyone because they were named the Washington Commanders, which means when they wave their towels around, you can call them comrades. Uh, but it was a very bad day for the Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross. Uh, not only is he buddies with Pear's dad, Donnie, but he offered his coach $100,000 to lose games, to which Flores claims he has receipts, which is a get-kicked-out-of-the-NFL-level offense. But when, they, but when that effort failed, he still drafted the wrong quarterback, taking Tua over Justin Herbert. Good luck to the Dolphins and their new stoner, Mike McDaniel. Good riddance to the Tua non-haters. Secondly, bad day for any coach trying to get hired that hasn't seen Sean McVay's penis. Uh, guys who have seen McVay's penis are now 7 of 7 in getting head coaches in this league in the last three years, and one of them, Zach Taylor, faces off against Daddy McVay this week in the Super Bowl. Sorry, all candidates, uh, but the Vikings were only interested in the guy who actually looks exactly like Sean McVay's dick. Welcome to the team, Kevin O'Connell. And lastly, bad day for Alvin Kamara. Uh... I don't know. Anyone that gets a battery charge at 5 p.m. after a game of two-hand touch clearly has something wrong going on. Uh, but according to the affidavit, the guy in the elevator whom he, Ray Rice, apparently called one of his friends ugly and that he would, quote, whoop his ass too. So if your boys are out there getting called ugly, you know, just <laughs> pulling Alvin Kamara and Ray Rice in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Ray I, saw, I saw a, uh, a punch count and it came in at eight, eight big punches from Alvin uh, to whoever he was hitting. Um, Alvin's also like pretty short, like borderline midget. So you got to wonder like, you know, who was he punching and how big was the guy? Cause Kamara's a rock, but you know, I don't, I can't see, he's not like an offensive lineman, dude. He's not like a guy that should be out, you know, trying to murder people with his fist. So, Dylan, uh, anything you want to add there? Anybody? Uh, it was a bad. We'll go around the horn here. Who who do you think it was a bad year for, Dylan? A bad year for? Yeah. Uh, all the coaches in the Broncos organization and me as a loyal fan. <laughs> <laughs> all of them got sacked. Most of them are probably not going to find a new job. Did Teddy Bridgewater tear his ACL again? No. Is he? Is he? Is he okay? Yeah, he's going to be start starting quarterback for someone next year. I would imagine. A starting quarterback for like the worst team in the league Texans maybe yeah he'll, he'll go somewhere um no it was it was a bad year it was a bad year for me as a Broncos fan however this is a mostly football podcast but as a Colorado sports fan Jokic MVP candidate number one again I would say and the Avs number one NHL team so go Colorado sports even though we suck at football
Yeah, no one cares about hockey. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Uh, this is a Minnesota-based podcast. Yeah, right. so. <laughs> this is zone coverage. And Minnesota, the home of 10,000 lakes. No one cares about hockey. Yeah, no one outside of Minnesota cares about hockey. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Ethan. And Hill. only losers inside of Minnesota care about hockey, so most of the state. Well, he said it, not me. Uh, Parra has two NHL franchises. Somehow, <laughs> and one, no. and one of them just won the cup. Wins a lot, so and the other one is the number two team in the NHL right now. Um, Again, I don't care. Uh, with the exemption <laughs> of uh, with the exemption of Henry Ruggs and uh, John Gruden and Urban Meyer pair, who do you think it was a bad season for? We have to go with uh, Team Chode on this one. <laughs> Falling uh, one point short. To us in the super contest on uh, some just god awful bullshit on the final day in the final slate of games. What an embarrassment <laughs> for bad, you! Yes, it was an season. embarrassment for you to win <laughs> yeah. against the guy with side by one game. That it came down to that. It's a bad. It's a bad year for us. <laughs> it was a bad year for us as well. Um, you want to know who's a really bad year for? Oh, two NFC North, three NFC North quarterbacks. Well, arguably it was a great season for Brape. He got a nice wholesome send off, but it was a really bad year for Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. It was the worst possible year for three NFC North quarterbacks and then the best possible year for Joe Burrow. So I'm going to just go ahead and say it was also a really bad year for me uh, and the Cowboys because it was just another year that the Cowboys didn't win a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Mike McCarthy looks fatter than ever. Um, it doesn't look like we're going to fire him unless he dies before next season starts from overeating. Um, I, I honestly am just tired of being a Cowboys fan at this point. It is a uh, Dak Prescott is another quarterback. I shouldn't say another Tony Romo is the greatest, but a, a quarterback that is too good to get rid of, but not good enough to win a Super Bowl. It seems uh, for some reason he went from being Mr. Clutch to just an absolute choke. So there's the Cowboy fan in me. Um, I want to ask before we get into the Super Bowl, uh, I want to ask Ethan here. Ethan, are you excited uh, as a Vikings fan uh, for the future or do you want Kirk Cousins to move on? Do you see the Vikings being better with Kirk Cousins staying and now uh, Zim Chode being gone? Where do you see this team going? Well, I think we are, A, happy that we did hire an offensive-minded coach, even if he happens uh, to be a taller version of Sean McVay, but we're obviously, we're going to keep Kirk Cousins. Uh, taller version of Sean, Sean McVay's penis. I think the <laughs> Matt Stafford making the Super Bowl all but guarantees that our new GM and coach, one who is the offensive coordinator for the Matthew Stafford-led football team, is willing to at least spend a year with Kirk in an offense that isn't run by Gary Kubiak's son and Mike Zimmer, where you actually have to give your offense a chance. And so I think that we will extend Kirk Cousins a three-year contract to get his cap number from 45, maybe down to 30. I don't care that he's bad. I think there's enough losers who think he's good in front offices that he's tradable no matter what contract he's on. I'll stamp. I think you can get a first round pick for Kirk Cousins. Teams are dumb. They will do anything if they think it gives them even a shitter's chance at making the playoffs so Kirk Cousins has value they will extend him would you and give him one year to try it out and then trade him if it doesn't go well again would you be open to taking on Baker Mayfield's contract 
in order to get rid of Kirk Cousins' contract, knowing that Baker Mayfield probably sucks. I just I'm willing to give it another year with Kirk. As much as I hate him, there's no good quarterbacks in the draft, and the only way you're going to get a guy is by drafting him. At least not in the first round. So you might, if you like a quarterback in this draft, you can get him in the second or third round and be behind Cousins for a year. But you might as well extend the guy, give yourself one chance with the new GM and coach, so they're not under a, you know whirlwind of trouble because you just let go of longtime head coach and GM and the last thing you want is a team that just falls down the shitter and there's immediately pressure on these guys that you hired who are one never been a head coach doesn't even call the plays as an offensive coordinator and the other you know as an analytics guy brought up through the Browns GM process that has a you know finance background so you have to give those guys an opportunity to show that they can at least do what the previous regime did now Speaking of uh, you know new coaches, uh, the uh, the Rams offense is. Do you th- do you see this Ethan being affected in the Super Bowl um, due to you know the interview process that was going on and the other distractions with the hiring process that have gone on? No, simply because McVeigh is the play calling daddy. So it'd be like if. And now would that insinuate that you think the Vikings made a poor decision? No, I would. It's just like the enemy is the offensive kind of game plan coordinator for Andy Reid, Andy still calls the plays. I think there's still value in that. Obviously, you'd like to have one of the play callers, but typically those guys are not the best teams have their head coach be the play caller. Yeah. No, and uh, on that note, we'll talk about uh we'll talk about the Super Bowl. How about that? Um I, I kind of have a feeling knowing oh, is the, the Super way Bowl that week? it is, believe it or not. Now I kind of have a feeling that, you know, the group of guys that we have here and the way that we bet, we're all going to want to take the Bengals. I'll just be honest. Um, the Bengals as a, a four point dog now, not four and a half anymore, which pair, correct me if I'm wrong. The public has been taking the Bengals. Uh, I don't know if I would say that. I would say that there's probably more sharp money coming in on the Bengals, to be honest with you, because this is the time of the week or of the two weeks that you're probably going to see the most money come in from the Los Angeles market. Um, so you're probably getting the most public money coming in on LA right now. I would say this is a sharp move towards, towards the Bengals. Now in terms of home field advantage, line movement, everything else that's kind of weird about this game um, being played in Los Angeles at, you know, the Rams home stadium. Uh, how much do you think that actually helps the Rams pair? Do you think, uh, first of all, first question, the Bengals are America's favorite team right now. Um, does the Super Bowl show out for the the Bengals, even though it's in Los Angeles? Does does the like you know the knowing the whereabouts and knowing the field a little bit more is that a real advantage um, come Sunday? And what do the Bengals have to do to even up the momentum that seems to be leaning towards the Rams in this game? I don't think that stuff matters one bit, to be honest. Um, I agree. The Rams aren't a great home field team yet at all, just being new to the LA market. Um, the, the Super Bowl, we, of course, last year, we didn't get a full stadium, but, um, so we don't really have a, a good reference point, but everybody's coming in from everywhere to go to this game, you know, and people buy their Super Bowl tickets years in advance without knowing where the game is going to be. So, uh, I, I don't think home field matters one bit. I don't think, you know, being able to sleep in your own bed matters really at all for the, the Rams this has been the year of the underdog uh, underdogs have, have covered at a, 
ridiculous rate this season. Road underdogs have covered at a ridiculous rate this season. Why wouldn't it continue? It continued in the playoffs. We've got two four seeds. It's the underdog. It's the underdog year. If you're at a Chinese restaurant, you got one of those uh, placemats. It's the year of the dog, baby. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I'm almost 100% sure it's not the year of the dog. Um, technically, well, so. I'm not Chinese, so I don't know, but I'm just saying. Uh, Eric Foley, we will, uh, we will reach out to you, and we will, uh, we will find out if it is the year of the dog indeed. Um, now, uh, let's cap it, Pair. Plus four for the Bengals, minus four for the Rams. What are you actually doing on this game, and how confident are you in that decision? Um. I love teasing the Bengals up to plus 10, plus 10 and a half. Uh, Most of the last, well, pretty much every single one of the last uh, 14 Super Bowls have been under a 14 point margin. So, you know, you don't have blowouts in Super Bowls. You just, you just don't. So getting that tease number up is, uh, is really important. So I love teasing that and I would tease it with the under, I think this is a lower scoring game. Uh, I love taking the Bengals at plus four. Uh, I, I see this as a field goal game. You're giving me an extra point. Sure. I'll take it. Um, and I will take a little bit of the Bengals money line and I will take even more of Joe Burrow MVP at plus 225, because if the Bengals are going to win this game, Obviously, the writers are lazy fucks. They're not going <laughs> to get creative with their MVP balloting. Joe Burrow's going to win it. He might even win it if they in a losing effort. I mean, that's how much they're just riding Burrow's cock right now. Unless uh, Jamar Chase has like 300 yards. Uh, but he's is, not going to do that against Jalen Ramsey. Like, that's not yeah, going to happen. True. It's true. No, that's a good point, Pear. Uh, I actually agree with everything you said, which is horrifying. I'm not going to tease the under. Um, that just, eh. Doesn't sound like what I want to root for on a Super Bowl. Um, I'm also going to throw out if you can get the number four in a square. Well, if you're going to do it. a teaser, you got to take it with something else. So take the number four in a square. Uh, I have a good feeling there. Oh God! Um, <laughs> Go buy a lottery <laughs> ticket while you're at it. If you have a two two digit uh, square, uh, four and one. I'm feeling a four and a one uh, right now. So <laughs> that's what I'm rolling with. Dude, uh, Dylan, that's like that's like the single most popular four square number right now for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm feeling it, dude. On, on like a Twitter feed that was retweeted by Elon Musk or something. How did you come no. up with those numbers? I just I just saw the Super Bowl in my head, and it ended twenty four to twenty one, Bengals. That's I why. can't. I can't even disagree with you. I just am wondering where this all came from. When that ha- when th- when that happens after my Baylor call last year, I'm posting this recording on everything, every single thing that exists. I will reign and I will be the Almighty Tiny Nick. I uh, mean, dude, that what was the guy's FanDuel bet? Predicted exact scores in the conference championship games. It's fucking yeah, nuts. With weird numbers too. Yeah. True I'm story. I called the score of the Orno versus Totino Grace 2011 football game walking to the field. I said we were going to lose 56 to eight and I contributed to that 56 to eight score and we lost 56 to eight and I got suspended for a football game. True story. Shout out to uh, Nate Thompson. Uh, now moving back to uh, my football yes, coach. Shout out to me. Nate Thompson, everyone. A Nate Thompson <laughs> shout out. Book it. Mark it down. Tell your friends. Nate Thompson shout out. I actually like Nate Thompson. Nate, if this ever makes it back to you, please, please reach out to me. Uh, you were a fun football coach, and 
Uh, definitely didn't get all of your plays for Madden. Uh, back to the Super Bowl now, uh, Dylan. I want to move on to you here because you are an orange-haired person. And uh, the Bengals have made it to the Super Bowl. So tell us how much you're putting on the Bengals <laughs> and how much this means to you and your family. Yeah, so this was uh, this turned out really well for me because I had futures on the Rams and I had futures on the Bengals. So totally. uh, it's kind of a okay, no, Pep. no lose weekend. So Pep's okay, been no. telling me for like three weeks. <laughs> for the record on that reference, Pep sent us a screenshot six weeks ago when we we're going into the playoffs, and he put he put money on every single goddamn team in the playoffs. <laughs> and then when we get to the Super Bowl lineup a couple of weeks ago, he's like, "I called the Super Bowl because he's got the Rams." So, he, just went, he just went to his remaining pending white wages. Uh, no, I, I only placed – I had a couple of, I had a couple of preseason ones, but then coming into the playoffs, I put money on the Rams, the Bengals, and um, the Bucks. and obviously the Bucks are knocked now. But um, that said, all of that aside, so it should be a good weekend regardless. All of that aside, I like Cincinnati here. I went back and forth on this game a thousand times. I feel like Cincinnati has not seen a defense like LA has. Uh, if you look at the schedule of opposing rush defenses that they face, it's not comparable to what they're going to see this weekend against the Rams. Not to mention somebody that pair already mentioned, they've got a great pass defense as well, and they should be able to lock up Jamar Chase more so than he has. He's not going to have 300 yards like he did against the Chiefs uh, in week 17, right? He's not going to have that kind of a day. Uh, Burrow against man coverage, deadly, 15 touchdowns, five picks, 10.9 yards per attempt. Zone, zone schemes, 12 touchdowns, nine picks. The Rams, when they create turnovers on defense, it's how they create wins for themselves because Matt Stafford's sure to turn the ball over also. So they rely heavily on that defense. Um, so it, all of that sounds like I'm, I'm going for the Rams. My thing is I don't have any faith for them in the prime time, and I never have. And I know Matt Stafford is new there, so it's no longer the golf show. Uh, but I, I simply don't trust them to get it done. And that really, as much as I appreciate Sean McVay as a coach, I think that he fails in these moments. Uh, I don't know if it's just a curse or what, but I think he fails in these moments. And that's why I'm taking Cincinnati. It feels like a, a Joe Burrow moment um, waiting to happen. Uh, if, if you ask me now, I still think the Packers and the Chiefs should be playing in the Super Bowl. Um, I won't let it go. Uh, this Super Bowl is fucking stupid. Um, but that being said, uh, at least we got Joey B and the boys. Uh, you know, I want to see I want to see cigar smoke coming out of the, the locker room after the game. I want to see. Uh, uh, and, and honestly, like Cincinnati sucks. Like that city sucks. Um, they deserve a Super Bowl a lot more than these prestigious L.A. douchebags. Am I right, Dylan? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Pair talked about the home the home team advantage or the lack thereof. That nobody in Los Angeles gives a shit about football. It's a bunch of celebrities with way too much money that want to buy the $500,000 suite so they can show off to their friends and post it on Instagram. It's a bunch of Los Angeles as a city is 14,000 Jackson Mahomes and a few good looking girls. It's the worst city in the entire country. There's no football fans there. I think there's more than 14,003 people in Los Angeles, but I get the sentiment of what you're trying to say. Uh, Dylan, do you know so that there are Jackson Mahomes specifically copy paste Jackson Mahomes? Do you know that there's cities in North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Minnesota, Jacksonville's a place, all of those cities way worse than LA. Yeah. This no. is coming from the guy who he's talking <laughs> shit about Jackson Mahomes. He lives in Jacksonville. No. 
None of those. Los Angeles is actually the worst city in the entire country. It's but, but I do think there would be other home teams, other teams that had home stadiums where it might impact the game. I, to Paris' point, this does not impact Dylan, it. Do but you I ever, do believe with the Vikings putting the home Super Bowl, it would have been impactful. I agree. But I do not think that uh, well, for the, the Rams or the Chargers, it's going to matter. Vikings have a loyal fan base. This Rams, like new stadium, new city. No, shit, how many times have they moved in the last five years? Like 14 times. Nobody gives a shit about like being a loyal Rams fan. There's people who want them to win because they live there so that they can buy a jersey and act cool because they were at the game. Nobody gives a shit if the Rams win in Los Angeles. Breaking news. Bearded ginger man living in Florida hates Los Angeles. (laughs) Honestly, not breaking news at all. The furthest thing from breaking news. That's that's the bit. I can't Uh, think of anything more stereotypical (laughs) than, than what is being talked about right now. In Dylan's defense, he is from Colorado, which uh, yeah, he has a little bit more of a leg to stand on here than I, uh, someone that's actually from Florida in this conversation. I would say everything in the game in terms of the, uh, the lines, right, the Bengals offensive line versus Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, et cetera, Jalen Ramsey being the best shutdown corner in the league, uh, the play calling that the Rams have, everything – leads you to believe that the Rams are going to win, which is why they are that four-point favorite. But it's been the year of the underdog. And who, how could you possibly want to bet and root against Joe Burrow? It's impossible. The dude is the best quarterback. He, he might be the next you know, Tom Brady in ter- or early career Russell Wilson in terms of ability to come back in football games. So if you're whatever you want to put on the money line, only do half of it before the game and then do a live bet on the Bengals because they will be down at some point that. in the game. Yeah. So whatever you want to bet on the Bengals as a, as a money line play, I would just do half of it pregame because there's better than 50% chance you can get better odds and when the Rams score or go ahead first. Whatever clutch shit people think Matt Stafford did last week or whatever two weeks ago in, in, in the championship game, he didn't. He threw a pick to Tart on a jump ball. The guy dropped it, and then he threw another jump ball to Cooper Cup, who made an incredible play. I mean, he's throwing bombs. That's not a – uh, exactly a nerve-wracking throw to drop back and throw it as far as you can. Um, I don't love Matt Stafford in the big moment. I love Joe Burrow in the big moment. LSU, these guys are destined. I mean, they have how many LSU guys are on this team? I keep seeing reenactments of the LSU championship pictures. I fucking love it. Per, what do you got? Uh, to further elaborate on Ethan's point about uh, the Bengals being down, the Rams do like to start fast and take leads. We've seen them do that uh, throughout the postseason and then squander them. Rams halftime lead and Bengals win the game prop plus six hundred, baby. Oh boy, that's a, that's a fun bet. Daddy, slap on that right now. <laughs> so all the money you were planning to put on Bengals money line, go ahead and hold out on that and take this prop. You might as well <laughs> just the, take this game and take the pep approach and just take the over, the under, the Bengals, <laughs> and the Rams, and you're you're destined to win at least half of them. Yeah. And then post think- your winning ticket on every social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you see like the balance above it. It's like negative $37. You're like, what? Does, something's not adding up here, dude. It is, it oh, is interesting, though, up, yeah. to see. I mean, we, we talked about this love for Joe Burrow. And, and so you expect a lot of bets to come in on him. I, Pear, I missed exactly what your figures were. What I had seen was about 75% of bets going on Joe Burrow. Um, but like... 
Parasite also 67% of the money. So there is sharp money there. And I guess my thing, we're talking about Bengals money line right now because we want to see Joey B smoking that cigar, but the, the Bengals are also getting four points. So if the Rams kick yep. a field goal and win this game, we're, you're taking the side. I think that's something that – Yeah, it, I wasn't advocating putting all your money on the money line. I still think you do – for me, I'm doing half on the uh, – half of my money on the spread, half of it on the, you know, split up the money line. The, the easiest way to lose sight of sports gambling and, like, you know, how to, how to be successful in it is just to start thinking who's going to win the game. And, and that's what people do so often is, like, if, if you, th- you think Rams – uh, Bengals, uh, four points isn't that many points. Like, I'll go with who's going to th- win the game. If you think the Rams are going to win this game, it's pretty tough to lay four points, in my opinion. That that almost screams just don't bet on the game unless you like bet on something else. There's 200 bets to make on this game. For example, I'm taking heads on the coin toss. Oh, uh, Nick. I'm hammering it. Uh, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, I am going hard on heads. You're an uh, idiot, dude. Yeah, we'll How see who's an idiot not... when that coin flips and it says heads. Have you never heard tails never fails? Is that foreign to you, that saying? What's well, Nick just said you? he's more interested in going hard on heads, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another, here's another bet right? I'm taking. I know something about one of my friends, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is a good person. Uh, halftime show. Will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage? I'm saying no, minus 130, because he's a family guy and he's not going to puff a J down at the Super Bowl. And if he does, everyone wins anyways. So uh, that's, Even, that's my. By the way, Nick didn't mention the other side of that bet. Snoop Dogg does smoke on stage. You're getting even odds, plus 100 on that. Oh, Hammer man. Snoop Dogg smoking on stage. You're going to fade me twice? All right. Let's yes. see if you're going to fade me again. Are we going with uh, which team is Drake going to represent? Uh, <laughs> Both. The, uh, Cincinnati Bengals coming in at plus 175, which uh, you get good odds there because Joey B is kind of a Drake-type guy, and Drake might try to get in, in on, you know, being in that little sports, uh, sports world. But then again, L.A. and Drake, Rams, minus 240. Uh, I'm going to sit that one out. It, but... it, it, did you see the prop? It says, uh, it also says plus 10,000 uh, that Kentucky <laughs> pregame all blue outfit. <laughs> all right, guys, depending on yeah, Kentucky blue. Uh, I rock Kentucky blue. All right. That picture of him sitting in the room with John Calipari and all the players yeah, just <laughs> wearing the full. Dude, he airballed, he airballed his fucking shot that he took as well. But uh, anyways, uh, my favorite bet of the Super Bowl, uh, I have an aunt that works at QuickBooks, and she, uh, she has a good feeling that uh, QuickBooks is going to air before Taco Bell in the commercial world, coming in at minus 130. Dylan, are you going to fade me on that? What are you rolling with QuickBooks? No, I'll follow. I'll, I'll tell you there because you got the inside scoop. I've got another commercial prop. It's which beer brand gets their, their commercial in there first. Budweiser at plus 170. That should be minus 300. So I'll take that all fucking day. Other options include seltzer, like cut water. Come on, Budweiser. It's going to be a horse and a dog, and it's going to happen in the first three minutes of the okay. game. Okay, we might have to do a Super Bowl recap episode because these props are just too fun right now. I am hammering. Will Eminem be censored on stage? Yes. Obviously, Eminem's going to be censored on stage. Minus 180. That's it? He's going to say a swear word, right? If Eminem doesn't say a swear word, he should be done performing. Like, that is literally who Eminem is. 
Will Eminem wear a hoodie or a hat is also coming in at yes, minus 200? Of course he's going to wear a hoodie or a hat. Eminem, but no how, does way- the, uh, how does the censored one get graded? Like, how do you know? Because it's it, just a single beep. Well, what if they just like, what if they don't beep it? Like, lately they've just been... What if he gets the like F-bomb through? Violence. Is that not considered Do you trust censored? your bookmaker pair? No, I don't trust bookmakers, period. <laughs> you trust Bovada? Because that's where I'm pulling this line off of. And no. I, if I know one thing, pair, it's that Bovada totally is going to pay you out if you win bets. <laughs> I've got uh, another uh, halftime prop that's attached to that. It's whether or not a football will be used as a prop during the performance. I see Snoop Dogg as a guy who probably wasn't really athletic. You know, he's like in with that crowd of athletes because he's a rapper, but not really an athlete himself. So he's going to want to use a football to look like that isn't him. That's plus 270 if we see a football on stage at the halftime show. Okay. Um, how about this, guys? I mean, seriously, these are all money, right, Pair? Like, I'm looking at you, and I can, I can clearly see you entering every one of these bets that I'm reeling off right now because you know this is cash. The uh, the first half, last score of the first half to be a field goal is even. That's come on. You're trying to tell me a team's not going to kick a field goal or like to end the half, and if they don't, it's basically still fifty. I'm taking that right. Well, yeah, you you literally have a 50-50 shot on that. So if it's if you're not paying juice, then why not? Is it really 50-50, dude? Do teams score touchdowns as often as okay, they do? Okay, it's, the, it's not field goals 50. at the end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, inside, of, no, it's, inside of two minutes, I used to take It's those either a touchdown or a field goal. Or nothing, like, though. Unless there's a safety or it's scoreless at halftime. Perry, you're the, the most, only things. you're the most patriotic guy I know. So uh-huh. I have two questions for you. Under over five planes on the flyover, keeping in mind that our president hates America. Well, I, I understand that the military has been completely depleted again already. Uh, that was fast work, but uh, under, dude. Clearly, this is going to be an under. We'll be lucky to have one fucking plane fly over the stadium. I mean, five planes. That's that's kind of like the perfect number because that's the exact. Yeah, that's that. Like that's that, that v, that's that V, dude. I was thinking the same thing. So it depends if you get like an together. extra bomber or something flying around. I, I would take the over just in case. Joe tries to rope a dope you. And, and again, Pear, um, because we know, uh, you know, it's America's not doing so hot right now in the support department. Um, the national anthem. Are we taking the over or the under uh, on, on the length of the national anthem? Is there an option on there for it to just not be saying at all? <laughs> we're, going, we're going with the under. National anthem I'm, canceled. I'm taking the under on amount of time before Mike Pence walks out in disgust because somebody kneeled. <laughs> no, dude, Mike okay. Pence changed. He's a changed man now. And here's another one for us. So well, happens any- when you almost get decapitated by your own <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it wasn't easy, but we got him to change. Will, there, will, will any word be forgotten or omitted from the national anthem? And before we answer this, does anybody know who's singing the national anthem? Are we sure it's not someone that hates America? Who is it? Nobody knows. Nobody's not a single one of us knows who's singing the national America, anthem. So. I don't know. I'm looking it no up clue. right now. I, no I, I like the way that this postseason has gone, and especially for the Bengals, that will this game go to overtime plus 630? Mickey Guyton? 
kind of little bit of juice there. Who the fuck is Mickey Guyton? Mickey Guyton? <laughs> uh, very famous uh, teen actress from the 80s. Well, Dylan, it appears Morgan Wallen is singing the national anthem. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going over. There's going to be 73 jets flying over fireworks. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the under. I don't know who this guy is, but he seems like he's going to. Oh, it's a girl. <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> Well, on that note, a girl might slow it up a little bit. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little tricked out on this one. Stay tuned on Twitter to find out what we're doing on the national anthem. <laughs> Clearly, that's a fluid conversation. Uh, anything else that you're seeing, Dylan, that stands out that's absurd? Any Gatorade colors? I, I like Bengals to convert a fourth down, minus 150. Yeah, that's great. That's How do they not? Minus one, it's, that's not that much. How are they not going to convert a fourth down? This team is always down. Will the price Zach of Bitcoin Taylor... go up or down during the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bet, dude. That, well, that, I had that one last year. Yeah, they had that one last year at the Super Bowl, too. Well, does, does, does Bitcoin usually go up or down on Sundays? It's, it's going up right now, so I would say up is a good bet. Well, don't you just bet that like 20 minutes before the game and just hope it keeps going the same way? Yeah. Yep. Speaking of uh, you Gatorade, got a 50-50 chance. Speaking of Gatorade, so don't pay juice on that. Is my point. <laughs> hey, pair. Who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Keeping in mind, if it's Matt Stafford, it's going to be Donald Trump. Uh, teammates, <laughs> God or Jesus, city, coach or owner. Uh, just throwing this in there. Owner. If somebody thinks the owner has their first thing to thank, dude, that person is rigged up the ass. They put a million dollars on that prop before the game. Especially if it's the Bengals, whose no owner like pays for two scout department personnel. It's like the guy who cashed in on uh, on the streaker bet because he was the streaker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with God, plus 235. Yeah, that's always the best bet. Oh, Dude, if Russell Wilson was in this game, it'd be minus 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> I got one on the other side of 10,000. If Ben Roethlisberger was in this game, it'd be minus 10,000. Mm-hmm. The guy freaking loves pointing to God. Here's yeah, a, go ahead. Here's a plus 10,000 prop, and let me provide you an explanation for it. Cincinnati just scored <laughs> exactly 12 points. They get a bunch of scoring chances. <laughs> LA doesn't let them in the end zone. They kick two field goals late in the game. They score a touchdown, try to go for two to come back. Not successful. If this Plus happens, 10, for Cincy to score exactly 12 points. <clears throat> Will there be any player uh, ejected for throwing a punch or fighting? <laughs> Keeping in mind, Nadamik and Sue is not in this game. Uh, <laughs> bringing those, uh, those odds down in a big way. I'm going to go with no, but there's no, there's no money there. I saw uh, pretty solid plus money on will there be a taunting penalty enforced? It was like oh, yeah, yeah. plus, plus five, 300. Yeah, I thought it was like plus 550. It's minus 840 that no taunting penalty. Interesting. Will the power go out during the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Depends if the wrong team is winning at halftime. Uh, I'm just looking right now through all. I mean, there's a lot of really fun props, guys. I mean, when was that? What game was that? So that, was that was 49ers the... Ravens in New Orleans. Yeah, oh, Saints yeah. Super Bowl yeah. in New yeah. Orleans. Yeah. Why am I not surprised that that happened in New Orleans? Oh, of <laughs> course. I mean, no other city that's going to happen. In. No, it's just except just for tough. LA, which is obviously a hellhole, even though they have a brand is it, new stadium. Is it, be, Do you think it, was is it hard? because of how their stadium had been destroyed by a natural disaster? Is that why it wasn't? Do you think it was hard for uh, the city of New Orleans to face the fact that their hero? Uh, basically was the most anti-Neil of everyone in the whole entire NFL. 
Like, honestly, like when you look back at New Orleans and the Super Bowl run that they went on, Drew Brees was a hero. Has anybody else kind of faded from hero to like not hero in a city as fast as Drew Brees? Uh, uh, Dylan, the only guy I can really think of is maybe Peyton Manning being a fake Bronco. How is Peyton Manning a fake Bronco? He's trying to buy the Broncos right now. Do people not like Drew Brees? I think they probably jerk I think off. They, I just know Drew Brees pissed off a lot I of remember, people, and he's like I remember in that the moment, hero yes. of New Orleans. But what happens? Ben Roethlisberger just got standing ovations around the country <laughs> on his final run, and you're worried about Drew Brees not kneeling they, for the national had, anthem? They, they had to deal with they had to, they had to go through a, a triumvirate of Jameis Winston, Trevor Seaman, and uh, yeah, a, they a, a, love a tight Drew end at quarterback. Guys, there's going to be a roughing the passer. They would, every game. single person in Orleans get to get down on their knees for Drew Brees if he decided for <laughs> two seconds that he was going to leave as being the most boring commentator to ever be on NBC and come back and be quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Dear so God, bad. please, for all football fans, just end that horrible offense in New Orleans and your performance with Tony Dungy, who's already a walking skeleton, and uh, Mike Tirico, who's got no personality. Good God, we need someone to save us from Rodney Harrison. All right, guys, I have, I have uh, two last props unless you guys want to add one. I, I really do like this. I, I, I know uh, I think Pear mentioned it a second ago. Uh, I do think there's going to be a roughing the passer penalty, being that if you even touch a quarterback, they call it. I'm going with yes on that. That's an even bet. Too easy. Uh, will there be a penalty for a horse collar tackle? Also saying yes, plus 450. Those are some juicy odds for a horse collar. I can see a horse collar happening real easy. My last question to you guys uh, is Gatorade color. Uh, let's all take a stab at it. I'm rolling orange. Um, Dylan, I think orange is the theme right now. Uh, are you rolling with orange as well? That's It's a trap. It's a trap <laughs> because everybody's thinking orange, thinking orange, thinking orange. Uh, it's going to be the classic mountain blueberry this year. All right. And and Pear, what do you got? Well, Peppy's got two takes on uh, on Gatorade colors. He's going with orange. He's going to take blue. every fucking color. <laughs> <laughs> Pep, are you kidding? Is that a real? Are you making a joke, or did Pep actually pick more than one color after all of this? No, he he texted me and said Gatorade colors blue and orange. <laughs> Pep, you're either the funniest just... person in the world, or you are the most toned deaf person in the entire fucking world. So either we... way, Ethan, he, all he Ethan, did was look at the, at the colors of the of the teams he's like oh yeah. orange and blue. <laughs> yeah. they're throwing a throwing a yellow in there too just in case all right well i actually know. always think yellow is a pretty good bet a lot of yeah. a, a lot of people take that lemon lime it's all right you heard that from from us first take blue orange or yellow for the, for red, the gator no, no no red, red red is right brother come on now <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no I, seriously I do have a couple of real props too if we want to are we going to do an around the horn maybe yeah let's let's just do one final uh one final close the uh, close the like season out on a favorite prop, uh, prop favorite prop round. Uh, Dylan, starting with you, what do you got? Ethan, I'll get around your horn anytime, brother. Um, look who's calling me right Jeez. now. Iowa State University asking me for money. How about you yeah. want a basketball game and then I'll send you some fucking money? Yeah, dude, fuck them, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, real props. In the egg, Dylan, they need your money real, to win. Yeah. <laughs> real props. Uh, I like Jamar over five and a half receptions. I know he's got Ramsey on him, but I like him over five and a half receptions. I don't like his over on yards. I'm also not going to take the under because I'd rather see him have a thousand receiving yards. That said, Higgins over 68 and a half receiving yards. These are both even money. 
Uh, Cooper Cup's longest reception over 27 and a half yards. I'm pretty sure he has one of those in every game of the season. So over 27 <laughs> and a half is great there. And then sacks sitting at over five. Uh, I, I mean, if Cincinnati gets one sack, then the Rams are sure to get four. So you'll at least push that. So, and again, that's uh, even or not even odds, but minus 110 on sacks over five. Final one is a quarter with no score at plus 300. Again, super torn on this game. I've gone back and forth about the offensive skill power that both of them have. Um, but on the other side, the way that since these defenses played and the fact that the Rams have one of the most dominant defenses in the league, I'm going to err on the side of history and caution here and say that this game goes under. And therefore, I, I do see a quarter with no score in it. Perfect. Uh, Pear, anything and you want to that, add? To that point, uh, I do like the first quarter under. It's nine and a half, but I still like it under just because the uh, every single Bengals road game, and you would kind of have to consider this a Bengals road game, has gone under in the first quarter. Uh, so adding to Dylan's point there, I'll get some uh, peppy props in here. He likes Joe Burrow's passing yards and rushing yards over. Uh, he's also officially on Bengals money line. Uh, my props, I am going with Stafford over two and a half rush attempts. And remember, kneel downs count. Uh, I am going with no team scores three straight times unanswered. That is plus 145. And I always do this every single year. Players with a pass attempt over two and a half. Players with a pass attempt at plus 125. All right, Ethan, anything you want to add? I've already said mine, but two-point conversion made, plus 220, overtime, plus 630. Bengals fourth down, minus 150. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, I'll just leave. I, I have a lot. I just, everything that I said, I actually liked that I said I liked. Uh, I'm not even kidding, but uh, my biggest ones are going to be heads, uh, quick books, uh, onside kick plus 175. Uh, I think this game ends at a three point game at plus 265. And if it doesn't, I think that's really good value. I don't think Snoop Dogg smokes on stage because he is a family man. So I'm saying Snoop Dogg not to smoke on stage. Um, I also do think that this game uh, has a roughing the passer penalty at minus 110. That's, uh, those are my favorite props. Uh, Joe Burrow to be uh, the MVP of this game is also a bet that I'm going to throw at. Um, over money line, over everything else. I'm taking the Bengals uh, ATS, and I'm taking Joe Burrow MVP, nothing in between, um, outside of all my you know, $17,000 on prop bets. So that's, uh, that's what I'm throwing at, uh, that's what I'm throwing at the, everything this week. Uh, anything that you guys want to add before we sign off for the final time of this NFL season? You want a really nice, juicy MVP candidate, Evan McPherson at 100 to 1. You know, that guy's got a huge dong hanging between his four, legs. Four field goals. I, yep. I didn't mention when I said Cincinnati scores 12 that the Rams only scored nine. McPherson wins <laughs> the MVP with his fourth field same, goal. <laughs> same game parlay. Pipe him up. <laughs> Pay off that house, baby. This guy wins it with a 77-yard field goal. I'm going to feel like such a dumbass. I wish I listened to you, Pear. I wish I listened to you. Um, yeah, Ethan, you never do. Ethan, uh, we're going to round things up. I know you're on another podcast, Ethan. Uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can listen to you? Uh, nowhere. Only here. Ethan is on the Cy Amundsen show. Uh, he... Uh, He's an expert on the Minnesota Vikings. He, uh, he, he looks deeply into Minnesota sports. So if you want to hear someone who has the most pessimistic view of Minnesota sports uh, of anyone I know and will give you 
the honest breakdowns. Follow him on Twitter at Ethan Heidorn. His avatar is usually a picture of Anthony Edwards or trolling somebody else that I can't keep up with. Pair, uh, you know, you can only be found on this podcast because you're not cool. So uh, where can we find you on Twitter, Pair? And uh, what, uh, what are, what are you going to be up to here in the next couple months for sports betting? Um, I know we have a, a trip here lined up, Pair, you and I, for March Madness in Vegas. Um, what are you looking forward to the, to the most, and where will you be posting your leans? Uh, you can uh, catch my political leans at, uh, at Legitimate Political Discourse. Um, <laughs> but uh, my, my sports Twitter is at the Paris 11, and yes, we will be crushing March Madness uh, in Las Vegas this year. Love it. Um, tell them, about, tell them about Team Tiny Paris on Zone. Team Tiny Paris is on the rebound on zone coverage. We are we are coming back, baby. We hit a cold streak, but we are coming back. <laughs> the boys are hot once again, uh, dialing it up. The Wolves curse is over, right, Pear? No, the Wolves curse is never over. <laughs> and Dylan, uh, where can we find you? Uh, I will share that with you in just a moment. Pep wanted me to plug in here that if there is a bet, a prop on Haramba, uh, I'm sorry, Harambe to be referenced to hammer that. I don't know that I've seen one yet, but I'm sure that would be accurate. So thank you, Pep, thanks for, for that. that, Pep. Um, yeah. On a on a more serious note, thanks everybody who tuned in. You can find me on Twitter at Muse Success. To be honest with you, I haven't been very good about updating my. Uh, my picks on there but I've been hitting golf very well for really the past couple of years so if you have any interest in that shoot me a message on there or even if you've got my number shoot me a text I'm always happy to share my card and uh, as we've mentioned throughout the season we did finish in the top two percent in the Las Vegas Westgate Super Contest Pear and I will be back in it again next year I'm sure Ethan and Cy will be losing to us once again uh, we do plan on doing a uh another entry hopefully that we can get Dylan uh, Peppy and you know to see see where we can run with this uh this this shit here uh you can find me more uh, particularly on zonecoverage.com at tiny nicks gambling picks where i post daily picks uh collaborating with the paris as we have mentioned um if you see a bet on a small school that i haven't even heard of it was most likely pair so uh direct that hate mail to at the paris 11 if you see an nba over that didn't hit yeah, you know who uh, you know who's at fault for that one. Um, <laughs> direct that one at your boy, and I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be over here ready to take it. Um, whenever the Cowboys uh, future drops for next year's Super Bowl, make sure to hammer it. Uh, it's the Cowboys' year next year. I'm I'm 100 sure. I just had this wild feeling. I've never Dylan. Have I ever said that before, Dylan? No, I think I've probably said it more than you have. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the Cowboys' season next year. We'll be back with it. You can find me on Twitter at the Real Tiny Nick. Can't wait to, to kind of rebound. We'll do a, we'll do a couple of, uh, you know, review episodes here after the Super Bowl and then getting into March Madness, we'll kind of hit it again. But as Dylan said, thank you guys for listening and uh, keep, uh, keep showing it to your friends so we keep growing. We'll see you soon. All right, guys, before we go, you can find me on zone coverage at tiny Nick's gambling picks uh, on Twitter at the real tiny Nick. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at tiny Nick's giant picks. Andrew, where can we find you? So you can find me at uh, pepping 15, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, last name is P O E P P I N G 15. You can find me on there for 
any sports related stuff. So feel free. I'm to sure people really needed the spelling. So that is appreciated. Dylan, where can we find you? I'll make it a little easier. I'm mused success on every platform. M U S E D success. That's Instagram and Twitter. And uh pair, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Paris P A R I S one, one the Paris 11. All right. Thanks guys. See you soon.